This is exactly right. If you're a fan of meticulously crafted worlds that reimagine every little detail, then you'll enjoy the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Host Eric Malinsky spent over a decade working in public radio and uses those skills to create a sound-rich podcast that features interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, the writers of hit TV shows like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, designers of games like Magic the Gathering, and the puppeteer who designed Miss Piggy. You can find Imaginary Worlds wherever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Danielle Henderson. And uh, we're just kicking back <laughs> on a real chill bonus. Tops are off. T- the topless p- uh, bonus podcast. <laughs> unconfirmed, unconfirmed topless podcast. Yes. We got some cool letters this week, huh? There's like I know. one that's going to be a, a real barn burner. I can already tell. <laughs> I know. I'm excited because like I we always ask people to send us stuff and I like when we get enough that we can, you know, put them in the bonus because that's all we want to do for the bonus. Yeah. That's all we want to do is just hang out and chat with y'all. So send yeah. us some letters. They're kind of fun. This week's fun. Yeah, we got uh the barn burner one was a we had multiple listeners submit for the same one. So mm-hmm. but we'll get to that in just a moment. Let's see. So like this first one, are you gonna read this one? I'm going to read the first one. Okay. Uh, The subject of this email is score. (laughs) Hi, Danielle and Millie. I was wondering if you will ever do a theme for movies that make you come back for a rewatch or is memorable because of the score. Thank you for making my hour commute to work feel less lonely and confirming it's okay. I will never get out of my Christian Slater phase. P.S. I have lived on the other side of the river in Duchess almost my whole life. So hearing Danielle talk about the oddities of the Hudson Valley is always a bonus for me. Thanks again, Christine. Thanks, Christine. Yeah, we live in a weird place, y'all. Weird place. Wait, so I want to ask about this because, again, I've never been up there. So are are you in the Hudson Valley? So you're technically in a valley? Okay. Yeah. And Christine is on the other side of the river in, is Dutchess, is that a county? Yeah, Dutchess County. And okay. Hudson Hudson Valley is, uh, the Hudson River runs through the Hudson Valley. So she's talking about the different sides. Is, okay, is Dutchess County where, do you remember that movie, The Adventures of Sebastian Cole? Do you remember that movie no. that came out? And I want to say it came out in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. It starred Adrian Grenier. Oh, my god! And it was, like, no. it was like a coming-of-age movie that, sets, that takes place, I think, in the early 80s. And I want to say that it takes place in Dutchess County. Really? I'm going to have to look this up because yeah. I, I feel like I've missed Adrian Grenier's whole career. Like, the timing <laughs> of it. Like... <laughs> He was not my crush. He was not, like, I was not of age when I saw him in The Devil Wears Prada. I'm like, oh, you're the dick boyfriend. Yeah. And then I just saw him, like, swimming with dolphins in something. And I'm like, all right. Like, dude's got his own thing going on. I know nothing about him. It's, like, the same, in the same way that, like, I will never know the difference between Dua Lipa and Doja Cat. And I don't want anyone to ever tell me. (laughs) Don't ever tell me what Adrian Grenier is doing. No offense. (laughs) Not because he's doing something bad. It's just not for me. Yeah. Oh, uh, lest you forget, he was also in Entourage, which is a show I never saw. Right, right. I missed his whole career. I missed yeah. his whole career. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up to at least confirm whether or not that movie took place in Duchess County. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, because that's a huge part of the film. And I'm sorry, Christine, but in, in that movie, they painted Duchess County as a place that every single person wanted to leave. <laughs> Like, everyone in the movie is like, get me the fuck out of here. I cannot wait to graduate high school and leave this shithole. Sorry, Christine. That's what this movie communicated to me. <laughs> that is not, that's not specific to Hudson Valley. Every, or to Dutchess County. Everyone in the Hudson Valley feels the same way. Okay, okay. I mean, there there might be, I feel like nowadays, there are a lot of 
probably younger kids who want to stay because they've been indoctrinated in like the influencer world of like farm chic and farm. Like they think where we live is cool because it's like become a trend. It's co- cottage core central is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Got but it. They, they, they too will find a reason to leave when the time comes. I'm sure of it. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So that, that part of the question has been satisfied. Now, the beginning part, do you have, um, well, first of all, here's this. Christine writes, I was wondering if you will ever do a theme for movies. So if we reveal them, then I guess we're doing the theme technically. <laughs> right. Or we have to pick, or we have to pick other ones. Okay, we'll have to pick other ones. Okay. But ha- do you want to give a little taste of what you'd pick? Or do you know yeah. something right off the bat? Yeah, right off right, right off the bat, um, Amadeus, naturally. Yes. yes. It's one of my favorite movies. It's I love classical music. It is one of my favorite soundtracks. I think they fucking kill it. Mm-hmm. And I also, I find, like, I listen to soundtracks a lot when I write. So hang on, let me bring up my, my Spotify. You can cut this, Casey. Casey. Kiss your brain. <laughs> Kiss your brain. <laughs> I just watched um I just watched a movie last night that I have never heard of, but apparently came out this year called Trespass Against Us. And it stars who? Michael Fassbender and Brendan Gleason. And it's set where? I think in England, but it's about Irish people. Oh wow. And it's like intense Irish slang throughout. Okay. Then it's not the I just saw a preview for a new Michael Fassbender movie. Which I feel is like a Ted Lasso movie, except it takes place in like Papua New Guinea or something. Like he <laughs> it, and I, and again, I've never seen, I've never seen Ted Lasso. So I'm just because it's just basically like a guy Same. goes to a different country to teach people how to play soccer. Yeah, is, and here's is that what, what Ted here's Lasso what's up. I I don't even care what it's about. I don't ever want to watch it. It could yeah. be about a guy who goes to teach soccer and ends up becoming a fucking serial killer. I will never watch it. I don't know. Well, and like, here's the thing that I, listen, this trailer I think is out, widely available. I don't know if Michael Fassbender dyed his hair blonde. He doesn't have blonde hair. No, not in the the one that I watched. And in real life, he doesn't have blonde hair. He has like a red beard and brown hair. Okay, because he looked weird in this soccer movie. Not gonna lie. Like, he just looked too fair. Like, the it was like a hair continuation into the skin type of look. He looked... Almost oh. kind of, almost kind of like one hour photo. Not gonna Ooh, lie, it was very no. yellow, mm. yellow. Um, but anyway, uh, that well, was the I'm first gonna... time I ever said I don't really think he's attractive right now. That's weird. <laughs> he's he's a dad now. He's he's slowing down his role. He's like, yes. I don't need to be out here with my dick swinging and my abs out. <laughs> I have a I have a child. I have a wee bairn at home. I don't have to be out here. I can look like my face is melted into my hair. I have a, a baby, a wee baby. It started with the paper mache head movie. Is that Scottish? That's girl. I don't know what that was, but yet again, we're finding a way to alienate our Irish audience, even though we fucking love them. I told you never to let me do an accent ever again, and look what happened. Well, I'm you just... started it. You started I it. I did. We bairn. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the word bairn. <laughs> I've also been watching, re-watching the show Shetland because the last season came out. So I went back to the beginning to watch it. And Shetland is set in like the Shetland Islands in, in Scotland. Yeah. And they go to Glasgow all the time. And it's just constantly like, the, just, the, just the, the language is just so melodic and fiercely weird. And I just love it. And they say stuff like that all the time. Like the, I love wee, it. the wee bairn drowned in the river. Uh, I have nothing but respect. That every time I attempt it, it's because I really just want to sound like we, that. But don't, for, our, so. for whenever we're going to quit the show, our last episode should be us going to an acting coach <laughs> and winning back our Irish audience by doing a proper accent. Yeah, we, we need to go see like a real Gene Cousinow type, like some L.A. <laughs> like... <laughs> some like valley guy and then learn the worst accent oh but good I, i'm ready i'm ready for it i, uh, I am so, too i'm ready to move there i'm ready to fucking go 
but yeah, because <laughs> I'll just be saying we Baron all the time. The we Baron. So just to bring it back to Christine's awesome question, which is great because it's taking us on. I love a question that takes us on a tangent. I do. I love, I love it. it. Yeah. But I definitely have a lot of soundtracks that I listen to when I'm writing. I like the cabaret soundtrack sometimes. Usually I don't listen to things with words when I'm writing, but I feel like the the cabaret soundtrack is great and memorable because of the score. I also really like the soundtrack for, for Affliction. I write to that one a lot. That's that Nick Nolte movie that came out like late 90s, I want to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the Moulin Rouge soundtrack, which is completely memorable. <laughs> and yes. I think is Worthy of a rewatch just because of the soundtrack. Yeah. What else do I listen to? Oh, I really like the Phantom Thread soundtrack. I like to write to that one a lot. And I that feel was like on my list. Good. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, Ph- Phantom Thread. And um, I like the Black Panther soundtrack when I'm cooking sometimes. But mm-hmm. I also think that it's good for like, it's very, very memorable because mostly because of the Kendrick Lamar songs. But I just feel like the whole album like really reminds me of the movie in a way that a lot of movie soundtracks don't. Yeah. That, just, that's a, just a start. Just a start. Well, you honestly provided so many that I feel like we could be doing this theme for years and years. Yeah. Let me think. Okay. You picked one already. Phantom Thread. Uh, I mean, I've seen that movie a lot of times, but I love it because I feel like, okay, if you, not to, you know, take this in a specific direction necessarily, but, you know, I always feel like there's the score and then there's the soundtrack, which could include popular music. So I was trying to think of like a score, like a, a, just Mm. an actual score. And I like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. You know what movie I saw again? I hadn't seen it in actually a while, but I love it so much. Is Rushmore, Wes Wes Anderson's Rushmore. I love that score, right? Mark Mothersbaugh. It kind of has that like, um, what is that instrument called? Is it a melodeon or like some kind of, it sounds like. Melodica? Something like that. We'll fi- Someone will tell us. Somebody, they always somebody tell us. will. They always do. <laughs> they always do. But it's cute. It's very like schoolboy-ish. You know, it, yeah. it's perfect for the film. And um, harpsichord. Casey just said harpsichord. Put and down your it. writing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer has weighed in with the correct answer. You do not have to write us an email. But then I also like. I wanted. I don't know if this is necessarily a score, but I feel like the like Badlands mm. soundtrack, Terrence yeah. Malick's Badlands soundtrack, because of the opening of it. Yeah, so that's me. That's kind of what I'd pick. So that's a good one, actually. We should definitely do that theme. Yeah, I think I think based on our answers, the fact that we have so many answers, um, we should probably come up with a theme that's based around a memorable movie score. I like that. Also, not not for nothing, uh, we should do a theme about being in your Christian Slater phase. <laughs> is is every movie I choose not my Christian Slater phase? <laughs> well, and like, you know, all these like old bonus episodes are rolling out and I forgot that we did a bonus episode about movies that we loved in high school or like when we were yeah. kids. And I forgot I went so fucking hard on Untamed Heart. <laughs> Ow! How could you forget? And now I'm like, yo, we got to do that. We got to do Untamed Heart. I would be down for a Christian Slater-themed episode any day of the week. We could do a whole month. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Who needs Arbor Day? We're celebrating Christian Slater in May for no reason or whenever Arbor Day is. See, I don't even September. I don't even know when it is. And I love trees. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, next year we'll do it in April for Easter. We'll do like Christians. Uh, <laughs> Christian has risen. Yeah, Christian has risen. Oh my God. Okay, the theme is for the month, he has risen. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah, we have to do it like at a religious holiday. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, I fucking love it. Yeah, dude. We've already got Irish people thinking we're pieces <laughs> of shit. Let's get all the Christians to. <laughs> dude. Look at all these themes we've got from one email. 
I know. That's incredible. Christine, thank you so much. That was incredible. That was a good one. Oh, my God. Okay, so this next one, the aforementioned barn burner. (laughs) Okay, so we got an email from Liz, but Casey has also noted that this exact FMK was also submitted by Grace. So there's two people who have sent the same FMK scenario. And the name of the email is called FMK Scenario. Hi, Millie and Danielle. I am loving the FMK scenarios on bonus episodes I've heard. Since you did mention recently that you are, like me, immersed in the Vanderpump Rules world, I submit to you FMK, Jax, Schwartz, and Sandoval. Also, if you ever want to do a sidebar on Scandoval, I'm here for it. Love the show, Liz. I I need you to go first on this one because I feel like I know what your answers are going to be and I want my own confirmation. I'm very selfish that way. Okay. But this is, again, I love when an FMK is mean. When it's, like, yeah. mean to us. Like, fuck. We have to choose. All right. Yeah. We have to choose which three trash cans to jump into. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of what it feels like. Okay, here. All right. Um, Actually, you know what? This might align with what you think. I don't know. Okay. Lay it on me. Okay. So, I'm going to fuck Jax. I thought so. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) He just looks like that's probably all he's good for. I don't know. He's a dumb jock. He's a dumb jock. Yeah, dumb jock, Magic Mike vibes. So, (laughs) you know, like, and it's like a one one night only type of vibe. And, um, you know, honestly, like, I have this weird feeling that underneath that, like, cable knit, white cardigan it smells like dracar noir and i might be a little into that dracar noir or ck1 yeah he has not strayed too far from that formula he hit that formula when he was like in eighth grade and just ran with it he seems like he's a cologne guy he might be like a 90s cologne guy and i kind of love that so anyway just for like one night just to catch a whiff a set memory all right here is now I kind of begrudgingly will say this Mary one because it will maybe rock some people. I would marry Sandoval. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, hear, but hear me out. The reason why, I know that he is currently in the midst of a cheating scandal where he just cheated on his partner of like nine years, who is practically married to. I know what you're thinking. Why the fuck would she marry that guy? He's proven, he's proven that he can't be married, right? Right. However, if I think about it just in sheer terms of, like, straight guys that I could actually live with, Mm. he would probably be the only one. Because he's very meticulous about his stuff. He has kind of older brother energy. I will guide you to the episode where he was best man at Jax's wedding, and he came with, like, all of he came with like a whole kit, including black safety pins, which, mm-hmm. according to my friend Holly, who works uh, is a costume designer, like does um, wardrobe for sets. Black safety pins are extremely hard to find, so the fact oh. that he found them for his friend's wedding means he has attention to detail. And he's just that guy. He's just that guy that like is prepared, and I, I could live with somebody like that, right? He seems okay. like he would be fairly organized and clean. Yeah, I think he would be very meticulous. Yeah. Now, I'm obviously killing Schwartz. And I think we all know why. I don't even think you need to justify it. Yeah, that's it. Say no more, fam. That's it. Like, he's like, he's a slob. He looks like a fucking slob. Come on. I could definitely not he's, live with he's that. He's a child. And, yeah. Tom Schwartz is three kids in a trench coat. He is not a full human <laughs> man. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't, like, I just, the wishy-washy thing is definitely not for me. Like, it might yeah. be for some, but not for me. I'm already the people pleaser in the relationship. I don't need another one. So, now... I am shocked, shocked that you would marry Sandoval, but 
Okay, that's what the FMK is for, is we learn things about ourselves and others. I know, I know. I mean, look, this is hard. So now This is a hard one. You gotta go. You gotta go. Now, in the past, rules have been introduced to the FMK. Things Uh like, from Millie saying like, oh, I I have to both marry and fuck Jason. I can't choose. (laughs) Or, oh, we're going back in time for this one. We're time (laughs) Time traveling. traveling. For this FMK. Oh, it's so threesomes. I, have... I forgot. I, I introduced threesomes and polyamory into the <laughs> FMK. And, and threesomes and polyamory. You will choose, which is where you will choose an answer because you think that person will also help you bone someone like James Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so <sighs> I'm just saying, r- rules have been introduced. FMK has been tweaked sometimes. This is one of those times I'm introducing a rule. Because FMK, Jax, Schwartz, and Sandoval, kill them all. Oh, God. Of course. Kill all of them. I'm not fucking or marrying or being in the same room with or the same state or continent, if I can help it, with any of those fucking chumps. Kill them all. Wow. Wow. Decimate. Kill them all rule. Now introduce the FMK. Okay. Kill motherfucking Depeche Mode. Exactly. KMFDM. You, <laughs> you can't fuck them all and you can't marry them all, but you can kill them all. Wow. Kill okay. them all. I'll I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. <laughs> I think I think that's for as many times as I've fucked this up, you can have this. Well, just sure. just imagine me with any of them in no. any scenario where I have to make out with or marry or live with Jack's fucking shitting with the door open, fucking Sandoval being a scumbag and Schwartz being a child. Like, I can't, I gotta kill them all. Okay, let me ask you this. Fucking backdoor curveball sidebar question. (laughs) Is there anyone in the Vanderpump universe that you would fuck or marry? I, I would fuck Ariana because I think she just needs to know what it's like to have a decent, like, I feel yeah. like she's she just needs that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would marry Ken because Ooh. he is rich and on his way out. Sure. Sure. Ken is not long for this world. He and Jiggy are soon to be reunited. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to be bothered. And I could live in that big-ass house. I'm assuming mm-hmm. Lisa's dead. Live in that big-ass house, and he's tottering around, bringing me tea every once in a while. And then he's gone. Yeah. So those are the only people in the Pump Rules universe that I could even think about touching. Yeah. I, if, I would fuck Guillermo. Everybody forgets about Guillermo. I forgot Guillermo. Dude, Guillermo's hot as hell. Oh, I forgot Guillermo. Nah, still wouldn't. All the men on that show are damaged. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But But I I forgot Guillermo. Like, he, he's very rarely... In it. Do you remember when yeah. him and what's the other lady, um, the f- like French Spanish lady or whatever, Lisa's business partners? Do you remember when they used to be in like the cast, like the opening credits, and then they just slowly left? And I'm like, no, they're like the hottest people in this whole universe. I know. I always forget about him. They're they're doing it right though, because either they're silent partners who are truly silent, where they're like, do not show our faces with this mess, just give us our checks. Yeah. Or Lisa and Ken probably bought them out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I always thought every time Guillermo comes in, I'm like, yes, hottie, yes. But that's it. That's, I think, it for me. I would that's maybe, it. like, you know, I would I would definitely, like, adopt all their pets. Oh, yeah. for sh- I mean, all of them at once. <laughs> it would be a, a sanctuary. All those pets need a sanctuary. We need a Vanderpump. Dogs for the Vanderpump dogs. Like, we Absolutely. need to rescue the rescue dogs from this reality show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh, it's perfect. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, well, yeah I'm, I'm killing them all. I'm so sorry. I know that that is, an, uh, that is not, that is an unorthodox approach, yes. um, Liz, but I, I can't help it. Liz, Grace, everyone who sent us this question, I can't help it. I'll allow it. I've done it in the past. So 
It's the only answer really for you. I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine you doing the brain work on all that. That would have been awful. And I tried. I tried yeah. and it hurt too much. And I was like, mm, this is hurting my feelings. I gotta I gotta get away from this. This next email does not hurt my feelings though. It doesn't. It's so cute. The email subject is humorous mix-up. Hey y'all. I was listening to your episodes earlier, and when Millie and Danielle were talking about Danielle's book, I was like, oh, wait, I want to look into this. So I asked our Alexa, Alexa, remind me about Ugly Cry at 8 p.m. Flash forward, 8 p.m. arrives. I'm hanging with my boyfriend slash partner on the couch. Alexa goes off saying, reminder, Ugly Cry. <laughs> my man looked at me like I was crazy. I had to explain it was about a podcast, and he died laughing. Love you both and can't wait to read both of your books. Best wishes, Matthew. Oh, my God. I just think that's so adorable. Like, Matthew's like, yo, ugly cry. (laughs) (laughs) And his boyfriend is like, I'm sorry, is there something that happened that I don't know about? Or is this like some kind of scheduled drama (laughs) that we're expecting to have? (laughs) Yeah, he was like, my boyfriend schedules his ugly cries. Is that a red flag? Or I don't know what that is. Did you watch that? Like one of the last couple of episodes of Succession last month um, has one of the characters scheduling their grief. <laughs> <laughs> she like schedules in time to cry about her dead father. Oh my god! Um, I, so I just heard this crazy thing from. It was a dispatch from fucking Florida. My parents called me and was like, "You'll okay." Do you have an Alexa in your house? And I'm like, no, I do not. And they're like, okay, because one of our neighbors just got a scam pulled on them where some scammer called and pretended that they had kidnapped their grandson and blah, blah, blah. And it was this thing where for like, two hours that one of their neighbors thought that their grandson was kidnapped. What? Yes. And then they called their grandson ah! and was and the grandson's like, what are you talking about? I'm just like taking a nap. So it was clearly a scam, but then they kept going like, I can't believe it sounded just like him. How did this happen? And then like now they believe that it was some scammer like broke into their Alexa and found, found some audio <gasps> of their grandson or something like that. And then... I looked it up and apparently it's happening. Like apparently it does happen. <gasps> what? Yeah. Where it's like some kind of scammers are now using audio from like, I don't know, from the internet, but also from Alexa devices to like create fake kidnapping okay. phone calls. Now, first and foremost, because it's me, you know, I got to say, I appreciate the ingenuity. That's brilliant. However, that is the meanest fucking thing I've ever heard. The fuck? I know. That is creepy. I know. Isn't it creepy? And then I was going like, certainly, like, there has to be a point, though, where it doesn't, it doesn't work anymore because you've just recorded, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, if you had asked enough questions, I guess you'd be like, you know, Bryce, what's your favorite movie? And the thing would be like, like it would explode. It would like the robot brain would explode on the, on the phone call or something. You're like, there's no way they have that level of information. But I will say first and foremost, remember when we were little kids and we had to have a secret password in case we got stolen by someone or someone tried to kidnap us. We would say, what's the secret password? And if they didn't know it, we would run away. That's going to be this new Alexa thing where it's like, you have to have your Alexa question ready. Like, Alexa, what's your favorite movie? And then it will self-implode. However, perhaps this is where AI is coming to fuck us all. Because I think with chat GPT or one of those things, you can Mm -hmm. like teach it how to answer on its own with someone else's voice or with your voice. So it will eventually become sentient enough that yeah. it could answer on its own with the supposedly kidnapped person's voice. 
Listen, my dad just watched a 60 Minutes episode about AI, and now it is the most terrifying phenomenon he's ever heard of. He sends us articles about it in the group text, you know, the family group text. Like, every morning, at like 6.30 in the morning, there's like three articles about the dangers of AI. And I'm like, it's just because of this fucking 60 Minutes show. I'm telling you, it is like scaring the bejesus out of old people in a way... It is being used against them. It's it's being weaponized to think that their grandkids are being kidnapped. That is mean as That's shit. That's the meanest fucking thing. And look, you know why old folks are upset about AI is because every movie they have ever seen that featured AI was about killing everyone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there was no like genial application of AI in any of the movies anyone who's like 60 or older has seen, or I'd say 70 or older has seen. Fucking Metropolis, fucking Bicentennial Man, fucking whatever whatever they watched. (laughs) Fucking Iron Giant. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, oh, shit. Who has even mentioned Bicentennial Man since it came out? (laughs) Is that movie about a robot? It's Robin Williams. He's a robot. I've never actually seen it, but I feel like he was a robot that movie. But you, I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the cover. The cover has him just like staring at the ground with his little <laughs> robot head. Yeah, and you're like he's he's about to fuck some shit up. This might be AI. I like also that you went to Bicentennial Man before the actual movie AI. <laughs> <laughs> From Metropolis to Bicentennial Man, (laughs) the history of cinema has shown that the robots will eat your face. And only those two movies. (laughs) Well, look, Matthew, I'm with your boyfriend. I'm going to look at you like you were nuts, but I'm so excited that you want to read my book and Millie's book. And, like, get the books and then turn off Alexa. Turn off anything in your house that talks to you. And just go back to reading books and, you know, sending reminders on your phone or on a piece of paper. You'll you'll get through. Yeah. That was so cute, Matthew. Thank you for sending that email. <laughs> now, this one I love. It's a little bit long, but it's great. It's hot off the presses. <laughs> yeah. Literally just showed up. First of all, the title of the email is outrageous. Celebrity Siding and ATL. Atlians. What? what? <laughs> Atlians. A celebrity Atlian alert. Hi, Millie and Danielle. Shelby here, first-time writer, long-time listener. I'm always a little intimidated to write into podcasts because I never think I have anything cool to say. But all that changed when I went down to Atlanta on a whim this past weekend and ran into none other than Millie herself. They say to never meet your heroes, but sometimes you do, and it turns out to be pretty rad. Thank you both for keeping me company from the pandemic to now and always keeping me in supply of good film recommendations. Much love, Shelby. And there was an attachment, Danielle, and it was a round of photos taken by one of my friends, because I remember this happening barely, but it was basically of me and Shelby and her friend, Christina. And I'm holding a beer, and I'm pretty sure I'm wasted. So, <laughs> yeah, I love this photo, um, Shelby. I, I mean, you're saying in this in this email that you freaked out when you saw Millie, but wasted no time at all putting your head right on her boob, <laughs> which is a very comforting move. <laughs> and it made it endeared you to me instantly. Where you're like, I'm seeing someone I like. Head on the boob. Let's take this picture. I think everyone was wasted in that picture. Yeah. It was really late at night when that happened. Also, (laughs) I was wearing these, like, two and a half inch wooden clogs. Like, I had these wooden clogs on. Okay, okay. Just to let you know what happened that evening. So, I, I had a friend in town, and we hadn't seen each other in a long time. So, her and I and our friend Ben went out to dinner, and... You know, it was just one of those epic, like, haven't seen you in, like, five, ten years. Let's have some cocktails. And then it moved to a second location, Mm. which is always the danger spot when it goes to, like, a bar after the restaurant. Especially when your friend owns that bar. Yes, and it was obviously Ben's bar. (laughs) And I, I was, like, 
I don't know. I just kept going. I don't know. It was a wild evening in Atlanta. It was like a wild weekend because it was like something like Taylor Swift and Janet Jackson were playing oh, in the, like shit. the same night. And there was like some kind of football thing or some kind of something, baseball. So there was like, it was one of those nights in Atlanta where like everyone's out. The weather was fucking amazing. And it was just people like hanging out of cars and shit. Uh. So... It, I think it was just the, the spirit of the evening that I got carried away and had a little bit too much to drink. So um, I don't think you even need to explain that, but I'm glad you did because I'm. I just love the the photo explains it. <laughs> <laughs> the photo explains it. <laughs> well, and like here's the thing: now all of you listening think you're going to catch me being wasted in Atlanta a bunch. <laughs> like that. Never happens, basically. That's a rarity. It, it rarely happens. In fact, the entire time I was there, I would see I was seeing people that I I knew from back in the day, and they were like, Holy shit. What the hell? I haven't seen you like this in like 15 years. <laughs> so that's what happens to the legend, the legendary drinkers. <laughs> we will every once in a while come back out and remind you that. You still ain't shit. You still can't hold a candle to us, motherfuckers. <laughs> well, I, I, well, yeah, it was a joy to meet Shelby and Christina that night, even though I was a little um, tipsy. But um, yeah, well, I love for it. Writing. I love the email, and I really, I especially love it because this is a singular. This is a, an experience that is singular to Millie, so I love it because no one ever approaches me about our podcast ever, partially because I'm a recluse. But also, people really love seeing you. You get free coffees. Like, people, I love that <laughs> people really love seeing you when you do go out in Atlanta, sober or not. And it's great. Yeah, I I definitely don't look like a lot of people, <laughs> okay? Like, let's get <laughs> serious. I just don't. Like, I don't. And so I guess it is easy to spot me, you know? But it is funny because it's like moving back to Atlanta, of course, is weird because it's like I just will go back to my usual haunt. Sometimes I'm in the parking lot buying Girl Scout cookies and somebody sees me from a car. You know, like it's just it's like random, but it's like I grew up there. So it's like I know, you know, I'm just like out and sometimes I'm I'm doing things. But um, I love it. I love it because guess what? I grew up here. Never happens. Not a single person is like, that six-foot-tall black lady might be the only six-foot-tall black lady I've ever seen in this town. Well, but, like, I I honestly, like, it's because you live in a rural environment. I mean, you know, I would love... if I, I bet you if I moved to... I bet you if I moved to, like, rural Georgia, it would be a completely different scenario. But if you grew up in rural Georgia and moved back to that same town... It would not be because <laughs> yeah. Georgia's Georgia's just nicer. It's just nicer than here. They're literally. Did I tell you like the, the one time I went to the grocery store, and occasionally I'll see someone that I think I remember from high school, but I don't. I don't usually approach. I'm like we're all doing our thing. Yes. Goodbye. But this one guy I hadn't seen like literally since we graduated high school, so it's been like almost thirty years. And I said hi, and I was like, oh my god, hi! I haven't seen you in ages. And he was just like, hi. Like, could not be fucked. Could not give a shit. And I'm like, damn, bye, Ryan. <laughs> I'm talking to you, too. Nobody Look. here gives a shit about me. And it is kind of great because, again, I am a recluse. I don't want to be approached. But it is kind of funny to me that Georgia is so friendly and that people are like, I'm seeing you and Peter for shed at that Trader Joe's and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up. Look, I, I, I honestly believe that's because you're probably doing the best out of everybody you went to high school with and everybody is such a loser that they're afraid of approaching you and talking to you because they're like, oh, great, now I gotta tell her about how down and out I am. Not even. Total dirtbag. I'm still a dirtbag. I'm still exactly the same. I just wear head wraps all the time now because I'm such a dirtbag. I don't even want to do my hair most days. Look, you and me both. You and me both. I just re-up my sweatpants. <gasps> me too! Yep. Just got some new sweatpants and some new pajamas. So gotta get some some lightweights ready for the spring and summer. I know. Gotta get those uh yeah, you gotta move out of your like winter robe into your like summer robes. Mm-hmm. I, I already transitioned the house shoes. I was so, gonna say, have you have you gone from 
the, yeah. the Birkenstock to Birkenstock, or are you doing what? Birkenstock I was doing a wool a wool slipper in the winter, and now I'm doing like, I mean, an Adidas slide, like a classic Adidas slide. Classic, you know. So some, but sometimes I, you know, I wear like little clogs in the house. You know, I wear Crocs in the house. Depends depends on what part of the house I'm in, actually. Completely. <laughs> Like, if I'm going to the backyard, it's one pair of shoes. If I'm going in the front yard, it's another pair of shoes. Then there's the shoes I just wear in the house. Yep. So Yeah, I have have a pair of all-weathers. I call them my all-weathers. Yes. Because I can run out and get my mail in them. I can go out to the backyard and, like, make sure the groundhogs aren't fucking shit up. Yeah. They're just my all-weathers. But I don't wear them in the house. They're my outdoor all-weathers. And then I have a pair of slippers for inside the house. Yeah. That are my winter slippers are like yours, where they're cozy and warm. And then I have yeah. a pair of summer, spring and summer slippers, which are basically like glorified sandals, but they're comfortable. Like my, they're like an old pair of Birkenstocks, basically. Yeah. I recently, I won't tell you who or how this conversation came up, but I recently got called out for the number of shoes that I use on a daily basis. Who would fucking dare? Uh, they don't know me. Let's just say that. They don't they know don't... you and they don't need to know you. Yes. And they were like, so wait a minute. You you have a pair of shoes for the front door and then a pair of shoes for the back door. And then the minute you come in the house from either one of those sides of the house, then you put on a third pair of shoes. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, do you do you not do that? That's how that's how I've lived my life since childhood. How dare you come to my house and comment on my shoes? See, I I don't I don't mean to make this about race. I really don't. <laughs> but it's but it's a thing where I'm just like I don't know. Like I never I don't have the kind of family that allowed us to wear outside shoes in the house when we're relaxing. Yeah, you're fucking Filipino. What the fuck? Yeah. Standard, standard practice in every Asian family I've ever encountered in my life. But every family who doesn't, whose parents or grandparents or family members will not let them wear dirty ass shoes in the house yeah. knows this rule and Absolutely. abides by it. Or if you grew up with an old black lady who was just like, I just saw you jumping in that fucking puddle. Take those fucking shoes off before you come in this house. Yeah, I mean, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I, every white person has a mud room in their barn, in their barnyard <laughs> Magnolia Company house. Can't we? I, I wish we could call this episode Every White Person Has a Mud Room without getting <laughs> shit. <laughs> without getting shit on. But you know what I mean? You you look Absolutely. at the like Pottery Barn catalog and there's a mud room. The reason why the yeah. mud room exists is so you take off your muddy boots. I will never... Ever co- I will never comment on someone else's choice of footwear inside or outside of their home. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know how you don't, age plays a big factor. I am now at an age where every fucking shoe I wear inside or outside better have a rubber sole so I don't fall down. Yes. Oh, my God. Me, too. It fucking better have some business soles. So I can't fuck. So you, you I can't fuck with that. You got it. Look. Anyone, I don't care if I go into someone's house and they're wearing like those Barbie kitten heels with the poof on the toe. <laughs> do whatever you got to do to make yourself feel comfortable in your own fucking house. Yeah. I can't believe this person shamed me. I won't tell I you I know who, who it, is. it is. I think I know who it is. Oh, I and think you I, do too. I'm ready to box. I'm ready to box. <laughs> I And I'm also like, I feel like I'm not a, I don't get too frantic about people wearing shoes in my house. If they're just coming for a quick visit or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, just come over. Like, if I'm if I'm bugging out about it, I'll swiffer when you leave. You know what I mean? Like, that's my thing. It's not your thing. But if you hang it out for a couple hours, I will have I I have guest slippers for you. Let me just say that about myself. <laughs> I will go to fucking Muji and stock up on some two dollar slippers. One size fits all. Yeah. I have grippy socks if you want grippy socks. Absolutely. But, but my thing too is that. I mean, y'all can do whatever you want. Like, you you don't have to take off. If you're, you don't have to go barefoot in my house. I'm not asking you to do that. But I'm doing whatever I do. I have my own ritual. I have my own situation going. So yes. don't call out my process as weird. Like, I'm not telling you to do 
your bullshit the way you do it. Don't talk about my process. Don't. That's it. <laughs> Don't talk about. And we we are people who, when we did have jobs, worked from home. Yeah. And that's a whole other ball game. I'm sorry, but it is. You're dressing for those feet for comfort most of the time. Don't even get me started. Listen, if they actually went into my closet right now, they would be shocked at how many pairs of slip-on shoes, slide-in shoes <laughs> that I own. Like you think that two you think two pairs of Crocs at the front and the back of the house is it? You have no idea. Like, I haven't even shown you my my transitional shoes. Yeah, I have Crocs that I never wear. Oh, well, they're that like, one we'll talk about. Yeah, they're just for for a rainy day, basically. Just for display, like a beanie baby? What are you doing with those Crocs? You have them in like a little glass case, like the fucking Beauty and the Beast rose? <laughs> so, I made, the, I wore them a few times and then I made the, de- I made the executive decision to take them out of circulation. <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't know. I want to keep these nice. I don't want to. I don't want to wear these out. I want to keep these nice. Cause as so, you know, Crocs is going out of business for, for sure. You will so never I, be able to get these Crocs again. I cleaned them up. I cleaned them up. I used like different things. I used like, a, I used a Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Not gonna lie. I do that. Yeah. To take all the little. Cra- I used a Q-tip. I like cleaned them up. I made them pretty much factory brand new and then they now they just sit in my closet so if there's like a special event a special event (laughs) as i'm saying this i'm like what but this is worse my listen my brother is a bona fide sneaker head he used to lose his fucking mind if he put on a pair of sneakers and got a scuff on them at any point in the day when we were in high school yep even he was not that anal retentive about his damn <laughs> shoes, as you just ex- explained with these damn Crocs. There are people who have, like, original Air Force Ones that do not treat them the way you treat these Crocs. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And that's, that's the thing, too, is that, like, yeah, I've got shoes like that. I have shoes that are out of circulation that I'm just like, I don't wear these anymore. They've been retired. They're for a museum, maybe, one day. I don't know. Just from my archives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm tired. I do. It's not even I, expensive. I it's say, not even expensive or interesting no. shoes. I just do it. I don't no. know. I have a pair. I, the one regret I've ever had in terms of my like, does it spark joy? Getting rid of shit. Mm-hmm. Years ago, like years and years and years, like 15, 20 years ago, I was packing to move. And I was just tired and kind of worn out. And I was like, oh. I got rid of my first pair of Doc Martens that were like perfectly worn in. Mm. And I got rid of them because the I didn't want to get the sole redone. I had to get this. It was that getting to that point. Mm-hmm. But they were my first ever pair of Doc Martens and I got rid of them. And that's my only shoe regret in life. But I'm not someone, I don't have a lot of shoes and I take care of the shoes I have. Yeah. So I will get that magic eraser on my sneakers all the time. Yeah. Or toss them in the washing machine. Like, I know people who wear shoes and they get dirty and they throw them out. And I'm like, how the hell were you raised? I am Mm-mm. so sorry. Yeah. I get in there with a toothbrush and start, like, I will clean a shoe for sure. But the out of rotation Crocs is just sending me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, um, what's that movie with Mackay Pfeiffer where he, it's like um, Wood Harris is in it. And I, I forgot the name of the movie, but like Mackay Pfeiffer like basically takes like Windex to his shoe, to his sneakers. And I was like, that's oh, me. I got to clean up these Crocs. I got to <laughs> do whatever it is he's doing to keep his shit fresh. Because I was like, I don't know. I, I, they're cool. And I don't know if I want to have them in the mud and I just want to. Keep them nice. <laughs> and again, you'll never be able to buy another pair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're completely over. <laughs> They've gone out of print. I don't know. One day it's you're so just going to put them in the back of your closet with your Cabbage Patch Kid and your yeah. Beanie Babies and be like, remember when we all yeah. used to rock these? But, but like, uh, to get back to the original complaint, do not make fun of the shoe change. 
no. in the house. Period. No. We are, after age 40, anyone who chooses to adopt a Mitch, Mr. Rogers lifestyle, leave him alone. <laughs> yes. They got other shit going on. Leave him alone. Yeah. Don't fucking fuck with our process. So, oh uh, my God. That was so good. These questions brought so much out of us. They did. It, like, sometimes the tangents are plentiful, and this episode proves it. Well, here's the thing, folks. You know what we're doing here? Bonus episodes are all about viewer mail, the mailbox. So if you've got anything interesting or memorable to say, please email us at I saw what you did pod at gmail.com. And you can not only find us on our social media, but you can find our P.O. box address on our Instagram. Both are at I saw pod on Instagram and Twitter. Correct. And just as a reminder, if you leave comments on our social media, that does not count as viewer mail. No. You have we won't to remember it. to go back and look for that. No. So I'm just saying, send it to the email or send it through the snail mail. And then also we have merch. If you go to the I Saw What You Did section of the Exactly Right Shop, you will find it. And our bonus episodes, just like this one, uh, new ones drop on the main feed every third Thursday now, every third Thursday of the month. And our old Bonus episodes are just heavily populating your stream, like once or twice a week sometimes, just all the time. Old bonus episodes are coming in fast and furious on the main feed. Get them while they're hot. I feel like at this point of the podcast, we should include like a stinger that is just for the people who are still listening. <laughs> yeah, what could that be? Like a feels like we, we, we could do like an air horn and a fart noise or something. I don't even know. Because so so many people are like, you have bonus episodes? And I'm like, you just turned the podcast off at like two minutes before it actually ends. You've never heard us mention a bonus episode. <laughs> so if you're still hanging in, jobless. Maybe it should be you talking about Lois Lane spinning on Superman's dick like a pizza. <laughs> Which is something I seriously remember like 10 times and laughed every single time. So she's spinning around like a fucking pizza. Okay. That's her stinger. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Casey O'Brien. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our theme song is by Tom Bryfogel. Artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgariff, and Danielle Kramer. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at I Saw Pod, and you can email us at I Saw What You Did Pod at Gmail. Follow I Saw What You Did on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Saw What You Did merch.